Space, the final frontier. This is the Observer's Notebook, the official podcast of the Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers. Its mission to explore the solar system, to seek out new observations and data, to boldly go where no podcast has gone before. And now the host of the Observer's Notebook, Tim Robertson. Hello and welcome to this special 2017 Total Solar Eclipse edition of the Observer's Notebook. It's the official podcast of the Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers. I'm Tim Robertson, the host of the Observer's Notebook. In this series of special podcasts, we are talking to representatives of various locations within the U.S. on their planned activities that they have scheduled for the great 2017 Total Solar Eclipse that's going to be on August 21st. The Association of Lunar Planetary Observers is an international organization devoted to the study of the sun, moon, planets, asteroids, meteors, and comets. Our goals are to stimulate, coordinate, and generally promote the study of these bodies using methods and instruments that are available within the communities of both amateur and professional astronomers. If you'd like more information on the ALPO or would like to join, you can do that for as little as $14 a year. For more information, visit us on the internet at www.alpo-astronomy.org. And now, on to the special edition of the Observer's Notebook. All right, I'd like to welcome everybody back to the Observer's Notebook podcast. This is a special eclipse edition of the podcast. And with us today, we have Anna Wilcox. She's from Casper, Wyoming, and the Wyoming Eclipse Festival. Welcome to the podcast, Anna. Thank you very much, Tim. Why don't you give us a little background or a little information about Casper first? Oh, goodness. Casper itself, uh, second largest city in Wyoming with a population of about 56,000. Um, regularly hosting events, probably uh, ten to 15,000 in size. So as you can imagine, we're expecting something a, a little bit new and different for the eclipse. Okay. Um, this Is this your first eclipse? This is actually my first eclipse, yes. Oh, very good. And you're the executive director of the uh, Wyoming Eclipse Festival? I am. I have had to rely on a lot of... Uh, Local educators, the folks who run the planetarium, they've they've taken on uh, not only educating me but everyone else in the community about the eclipse itself, uh, so that I can focus on more of the logistics and operations and back end stuff. How it's going to affect the city and the community as a whole. Yeah, I'm doing a series of these podcasts, and it's amazing just the 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 coordination has, that a city has to do to handle what they expect in the way of attendance for something like this as well. Absolutely. It really takes all the way from city, state, and and federal agencies all the way down to every person working a gas station, waiting a table, um, or, or hosting, whether hosting in their homes at an Airbnb or formally hosting at a hotel or campground. It's really not something that anyone in the community could get away from. Right. And now you said the population is around 56,000. What are you expecting? We are, uh, for planning purposes, we're planning for about 35,000 over the four or five day period. Um, That number we had to come up with as close to and most educated of a guess as we could. And that number is based on 
the fact that we do have 2,700 hotel rooms, 900 campsites, um, if you include, include uh, what's available in the county. Um, and then we've heard, you know, throughout our whole experience here, the number of people who will be hosting friends and family from out of town, or they'll be hosting perfect strangers that they connected with on sites like Airbnb. Um, so if half of the county were to host one person, hmm. that's 15,000 people right there. Um, we were lucky early on to <clears throat> connect with quite a few tour operators and um, a lot of folks who were visiting uh, from out of the country to know that it's some of them aren't just doing a two or three day eclipse specific visit, but maybe they're planning to land here for the eclipse, but they will be in Wyoming or in the area um, or in the western U.S. in general for weeks building up to it or weeks afterwards. So we've also anticipated at least ten to 15,000 people over the four or five day period that maybe they're not viewing here, but they make their way through and stop for a meal or stop for gas or drive in for uh, specific activities, um, recreation, different things as they move on to other areas in the region. That sounds great. Now what's what a big question with all these locations is the weather. What are the predicted, this far out, predicted weather's uh, situation for Casper, Wyoming? Well, uh, ours is pretty good, and that's one of the reasons that, uh, that we keep being ranked up there on so many different lists. There is just generally that time of year, not only, you know, beautiful weather, but uh, I think they said 86% chance of cloud-free skies. Um, and, you know, Wyoming is known in the late afternoon to have uh, a spontaneous 15-minute shower here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're pretty clear in the morning, especially at eclipse time. That's good. You're hoping. Absolutely. <laughs> now, you, you mentioned the large number of hotel rooms that you have because you're one of the larger areas that have the eclipse going through the center line. And yes. so you have a lot of hotels. And what's the current situation with the bookings and campsites? At this point, campsites, the last report I looked at, there were about 12 formal campsites left. I know that there's a number of folks who have ranches or properties that um, that they're promoting, uh, willing to host people on. Um, hotels, I would say we're under 100. Uh, a lot of hotels will keep a few extra on hand for last-minute travelers, um, one hotel just recently renovated, so they've just put their rooms up for availability. Um, I think you'll still see some of those higher e- eclipse costs, mm-hmm. as I'm sure you've heard about as you've been talking to people along the path. Oh, that I've um, personally experienced. Yes. You have. I <laughs> going out a, going out a year, yeah, I was looking at a day's in for $600 a night. <laughs> So I, I think at this point, letting you know the hotels and the folks who do have rooms left, uh, knowing for them to know and understand that maybe some of those hardcore eclipse chasers that are you know willing to spend that money have already booked, and and now we're looking for a little bit more of the average Joe who wants to experience a once in a lifetime experience. So I think some of those rooms came in a little bit cheaper, and we'll probably see some of them come down as we get closer as well. Okay, so there is still lodging available in Casper? There is, yes. Okay. Now, what about transportation in and around town with the mm-hmm. influx of people you have coming in? Are you How are you going to manage that? 
from the festival's perspective, our biggest concern was uh, the majority of the event areas um, will, or the, the area that will host the most events is our downtown area. And for safety reasons, um, streets will be closed off and parking will be restricted in certain areas. So we really put a focus on how, if we're going to have all of these things going on, do we get people down to enjoy them? So we have established three large parking areas, our event center, our fairgrounds, and the large mall on the east side of town that people will be able to park and leave their vehicle there. And we will bus them into the downtown area with a stop here and there at other big events that are happening that might also be a little constrained for parking. Okay. Well, talk to me about the Wyoming Eclipse Festival. What is that? What are you going to have going on during this time? There's a great number of things, whether you're wanting to ride in a covered wagon and experience the trails of Wyoming or take in a good band, drink some good beer. Um, Very early on, the decision was made that rather than host kind of a a large citywide festival in one location, um, that we would really leave it up to the community who puts on great events annually and there are a lot of organizers out there that they know what they're doing so nobody nobody's reinventing the wheel or trying to pull off a a one-off if you will so we turn to the community whether it's the symphony the rotary clubs um our local media station town square and and they've all produced these wonderful events that together um create a four or five day period where You could literally choose from 10 different things to do each day, whether you're a local or a visitor. So really kind of exciting, and I've made it a point, and we'll spend a lot of time this summer out engaging with the community to make sure that they know that this is happening for them, too. Um, Yes, we're excited to bring people in and expose them to what makes Casper and Wyoming great every single day. Um, some of the stuff might not seem like a big deal to a local, but would be mind blowing to somebody who's traveled all the way across the world and comes from a different culture. Um, whether, like I said, to, to climb into a covered wagon or to walk or ride along some of those historic trails that passed through, um, that were a big part of the history of the U S. So I think we're really excited just to give them a little taste of, what we have the pleasure of experiencing every day. That sounds great. And the beer sounds good, too, by the way. <laughs> yes. Well, and I, I shouldn't forget a rodeo. I, oh, I'm yeah, of course. I'm from Wyoming. I moved out here a year ago um, to take on this great task, amazing one that it has been. Oh my and my first rodeo was one heck of an experience. So that would probably be one of the big highlights that I would push to anyone who is coming from outside of the area um, especially folks that are coming from overseas. And maybe maybe what they look at, Casper and Wyoming, is, is what they're used to seeing on, on the movies. And uh, what, a, what a better way to capture that than to attend the rodeo. That sounds great. Now, is there an all-inclusive registration fee for all of this, or is it individual? There is not. Okay. Uh, I would say that about 75% of the events are completely and totally free, other than food and beverage. But all the events downtown, we've got a, a big public plaza that will opening will be opening at the beginning of August. They'll host events for four days straight. Um, we've got a great uh, a venue in the downtown area, Bar and Grill, that will host free events the entire time, free entertainment, as well as our museum downtown. Um, we've got a couple concerts, a 10K and a 5K that will require registration. 
all of that, uh, if folks visit um, our festival site, which is EclipseCasper.com, they'll be able to go through, and we very conveniently marked every single event with a, with a symbol for free or a symbol for get your ticket ahead of time. Oh. Uh, of course, there are some, some bigger ticket items, like dinner with a couple of astronauts um, or attending speaking uh, engagements. Ira Flato will actually be in town and speaking on Sunday evening to a crowd of 400. So those are the kind of things that people might want to get online and get out their wallets and get those taken care of so that they know that they've got that planned. But in between all of those, there will be a lot of free stuff going on. And all of that is on your website? It is, absolutely. Okay, and I will, and it's I will growing a, daily. I will put a link to your website along with when the, post, when the podcast gets posted so people can just click on that link and go right there. Perfect. Um, are you coordinating with other organizations or groups? Yes, uh, we've worked very, very closely um, within Casper with all of the agencies. Okay. Like I said, it's it's really, um, really necessary, whether it's, you know, confirming street closures or w- helping each of those events walk through permit permitting and licensing processes. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, like I said, it really, truly is a full citywide, countywide, community uh, event. And a major advantage I think you guys have, too, is you have AstroCon 2017. We t- do. Taking and place I, in the I, days coming up to it. I have been told these gentlemen started it all off five years ago when they came and checked the area out and booked it. And, and at the time, most... Most residents were not in the know, so it's just been building and building ever since they first set foot here. Yeah, that's going to be a huge conference. I mean, and the eclipse is like the the, the cream of the crop for everybody Absolutely going there. The so pinnacle. Uh, what a what a better what a better place and time to have scheduled their conference. Yeah, for the listeners that don't know, the AstroCon 2017 is a astronomy conference held by amateur and professional astronomers through the Astronomical League. Uh, it's a group of astronomy clubs throughout the country and throughout the world that get together once a year at a conference. And this year, they're holding it in Casper, Wyoming, uh, from August 16th to the 19th. So if you're looking for something to do, that would be definitely the place to go. They've got some great speakers. Uh, NASA's Fred Espinek will be there. That's Mystery Clips. Um, yes, Mystery Clips will be in town speaking. That's great. And contact information, just put the website up, and that's good enough for everybody? Absolutely. Anybody who is planning to visit definitely wants to check out EclipseCasper.com, whether um, it's information about travel, transportation, weather, or what to do all day, every day while they're here. Okay, and okay, that's good. I want to thank you for coming on the podcast, Anna. Thank you so much for having me. All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye. All right, bye-bye. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Observer's Notebook podcast. I really want to thank our special guest, Anna Wilcox, from Casper, Wyoming, and the Wyoming Eclipse Festival for coming on today and talking about their event. We upload a new episode of the Observer's Notebook every few weeks. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. If you do, please rate and review us. I do appreciate it. You can also listen on SoundCloud. The link is in the show notes. We're also available on Google Play and Stitcher. 
You can also help support the podcast by donating to it via Patreon. You can give as little as $1 a month and up to $35 a month will you receive a one-year's membership to the ALPO and producer credits on the podcast. The link for Patreon, as well as the link for the ALPO, is in the show notes. You can contact me via email at cometman at cometman.net or on Twitter at at timrobertson56. If you're interested in joining the ALPO, membership begins at only $14 a year. You can find out more at www.alpo-astronomy.org. You can also find the ALPO on Facebook. Just search in that little search box up on top for ALPO Astronomy. And also the podcast has a Facebook page. Just search for Observer's Notebook. Again, the ALPO is an international organization devoted to the study of the sun, the moon, planets, asteroids, meteors, and comets. Our goals are to stimulate, coordinate, and generally promote the study of these bodies using methods and instruments that are available within the communities of both amateur and professional astronomers. Until next time, my hope is you always have clear and steady skies. Thanks for listening.